Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast of Sheepdog Nation with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. I'm really excited to have you here, as always. Today, what we're going to be talking about is politics and police work. Yes. And I'm in a really unique position to where I can talk about this. Um, This isn't something that I suggest any of you go public and discuss uh, because you can definitely get jammed up for it. Um, I'm in a unique position, the little police department that I'm uh, employed by. They're really chill and uh, I'm not going to talk about them anyways. So straight up, a couple of things. Um, I'm sick. And it is that time of year, and I'm wondering how many of you are out there sick. And if um, you are or you are not, I want you. I'm going to give you some advice uh, because some things that you can do when you're on duty. I mean, obviously, I'm sick, so like it doesn't work 100% of the time. But a few things: always be taking vitamin C. Okay, vitamin C, and go get emergency. Take that. Take one or two packets every single day. Mix it in water. Put it in your patrol bag. Don't go a day without it. Okay. Um, you need to be washing your hands and antibacterialing your hands. Get yourself some Lysol, put it in your duty bag, and fucking spray the shit out of your cruiser. Um, every time you touch somebody, it doesn't matter. Every time you go into somebody's house, you know, you're touching their doorknobs, all that stuff. Wash your hands. Uh, cruiser, you know, you need to be doing vehicle maintenance, okay? Uh, think about this. This is something that just used to always gross me out, and I want you to think about it. it is when we're sick, right? We're coughing, hacking, wiping our nose, and then we're driving, okay? And then we're touching the radio, and then we are typing on the computer. And if you don't have your own vehicle, or if you're FTOing somebody in your own vehicle, then you're sharing a bunch of fucking germs, and nobody has time for that. Vehicle maintenance, get yourself, if your PD doesn't have um, any bacterial wipes, you can get some very cheap right at Walmart every single day. You know, bacterial, like wipe, desanitize, all that. And if you work evenings um, or or overnights, your uh, spotlight too, okay? Just everything that you touch in that fucking cruiser, any bacteria, all of it. Um, Something that I had just, I've got turned on, just got turned on to um, thanks to some members of Sheepdog Nation, but I'm going to pass it along is elderberry syrup, or um, they also have elderberry, like it dissolves in your mouth. Take it every day. It's a preventative. It's not bad for you. Um, Take a, like a teaspoon every day. It's it's supposed to really help kick up your immune system. Make sure you're drinking a lot of water, uh, the fluids to flush your system, and you need to be getting sleep. Now, I know you're probably like, Autumn, I, I can't get a lot of sleep, but especially right now, because I'm going to tell you, if you don't get the sleep, you're going to be going to work sick. And I, 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 man, oh man, fucking sick as a dog. I used to go and I remember opening up the cruiser to fucking puke, wipe my mouth. <laughs> I had mouthwash in my cruiser. And fucking, and then going right back to work, like, because it's just what we do, right? Like, we're cops and we're stubborn, and that's something that we do. But um, that's definitely that, that's counterproductive. It's totally counterproductive, and it makes you, and you're definitely a liability on the road. So don't do what I did. But that was me, especially when I was a rookie, because I did not want to take a day off. Um, but anyway, so keep yourself healthy, okay? Sheepdog Nation, um, take it from me. 
what this like little flu bug that's going around sucks and uh, it makes you just feel like shit. So uh, anyway, so let's let's get on with uh, today's show and that's the politics and police work. Okay, so why do I want to talk about this? Well, I want to talk about it because there's a lot of cops that DM me um, or email me or talk about it in my Facebook group which um, are all acceptable ways to get a hold of me. And, uh, and, and they talk to me about politics, you know, and, and they'll be like, you know, Autumn, like, I was going to get this fucking, you know, I was all in line to get this promotion. I was all in line to, you know, become a detective and fucking so-and-so spends a ton of time under, you know, underneath the supervisor's desk. And so now, you know, blah, blah. And I know that's definitely, I mean, if you're a cop, that doesn't, you hear that term all the time. If you're not a cop, that term could offend you. Get over it. It's just a cop term. It's language. Just, uh, you know, I'm not talking literally. Um, but anyways, so, you know, we and we obviously, you know, a lot of cops, not all, not all cops, unfortunately, because cops are human too. And it takes all kinds to make the world go round, right? Like all kinds of humans. Okay. Well, anyways, you know, we, not all cops are going to be like that. A lot of cops I know will not kiss people's asses. They won't. They're not going to schmooze. They're not going to go shoot the breeze. They don't really give a fuck about how anybody else's family's doing. They're there to do a job. You know what I mean? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, the small talk isn't, that's just not what they want to do. They don't want to, they don't want to do small talk. And, um, but then there's other people who, you know, don't, they, they like it. They like shooting the shit. They like to get to know, you know, everyone, you know, around them and they want, you know, they, they want everyone to know what's going on and they want to get to know everybody. And and in fact, they'd rather talk more than actually do the job. And then you have extremists who just want to do the job and they don't care about anything right after briefing, they're out the door and they do not come back unless they have to, you know? And, um, and then we have all variations in between and, and here's the thing you guys, okay. None of them are wrong, whether You'd rather sit there and talk to your supervisor all night than go to work or, you know, whether you would, whether, you know, you'd rather go out and work and don't want to see anybody. You just want to go work and, and do, you know, do what you're supposed to do and you don't want to go into the PD or whatever. You know, you don't want to pull up car to car. You don't want to have those conversations because you just want to work. There's nothing wrong with either extreme and there's really nothing wrong with anything in between. We, you know, we, we, what will happen is if you're on one of those extreme sides, you tend to look down on the other side. I know I did. I've been on both sides of that. Different situations in my career have caused me to, you know, be super like, I'm just going on the road. I'm going to go do my work. I led my shift in calls for years um, at both police departments. And, you know, I just, I was busy all the time. I didn't have time. I didn't want to shoot the shit or if I did, it was with one person, you know, my partner and, and that was it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't super talkative and, and, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't go into the PD all the time. I tried to stay out of the PD and that's, you know, I had to go to the, I had to go to the bathroom and I'm a female, so I can't just go on the side of the road. Although, you know, that may or may not have happened a few times, but uh, anyways, you know, so, you know, so very few reasons I'd go to the PD and then you know, and, you know, another police department I worked at, like I, 16, 18 hour shifts, that was the norm for me. And I'd work overnights and the overnight shift was awful because there was nothing going on. And so, 
from like fucking 3 a.m. until 5 a.m. I'd go in and shoot the shit with dispatch and the and the sergeant. And there was nothing wrong with that. Other cops did it too. But some cops would look down on that and be like, oh, and they did. They fucking did. Like I they I, I can't I can't even believe the amount of cops that I worked with that like talked about me behind my back. And then like one day I confronted one of them and I was like, dude, like I just heard this fucking rumor and I need to know. Is this what's being said behind my back? And you know, he was he was straight up and he was like, Yeah, truly it is. And I'm like, okay, but do you guys realize that it's because at 3 a.m. I'm passed out in my cruiser somewhere? So it's probably a lot safer for me to go to the fucking PD. Like, do you understand that? And that's the reason why I do that. <laughs> you know, if there's no calls, nothing going on. It's not it wasn't a very proactive police department. They didn't want you to go and do a bunch of shit. They wanted you to just take your calls, do some things you know, be active when there's actual, you know, when there's actually people out there, but they didn't want you to be super duper proactive and, you know, get into a bunch of shit. They just didn't, a lot of cops got jammed up for being, getting into a bunch of shit. Okay. And so I just found like this happy medium and, um, and, but I still got sure talked about me because, you know, some people didn't like that. And so here's the thing you guys is, is even though like I fucking hate it, People are always talk shit and people are always going to have an opinion, especially in police work. And you know that you got to know it. And if you're fucking sensitive, which for some reason we all turn in super sensitive. Um, and I know it's because it's our family. Like we, we literally get into this job and we are like, this is our family. This is my family. I I'm literally signing up to take bullets for these people because you are, you go through the Academy and it's truly, truly unlike any experience you've ever had in your life. And especially in a live-in academy, I don't know what it's like if you went to like a college atmosphere, but I went to a live-in 18-week academy and the people that I went with, it didn't mean I loved all of them, several I'd like to knock out, but it doesn't matter. Like I still really liked them all. I really thoroughly enjoyed that experience because the bond, the bond that we all developed together was unlike anything I've ever experienced. So we went through a lot of pain together. We went through a lot of shit together. And, um, but then we flourished together and we thrived and it, it, you know, we just did this thing, all these things together and there was nothing, there's nothing like that, you know? And, and it's the same thing. Like when you get out on the road, the things you're going to experience with your partners and, and your coworkers and law enforcement, you will never experience any of this stuff with anybody else in your life. Hopefully you're lucky, right? You know what I mean? But like in that capacity, and so you develop a bond. You start being able to read people like, you know, you know exactly what this person, your partner is going to do. Let's say, you know exactly what your partner is going to do before they even do it. You know, their body signs, you know, their facial expressions, you know, the words that are coming out of your mouth, you know exactly what they're going to do every single time you go to a hot call. You know what they're going to do when you guys go to a dead body. You know what they're going to do when you guys go to a fatal crash. Like they, you end up getting to know these people better than you could ever even imagine knowing yourself. And it's the same way with you, you know, like they get to know you and, and it's just this really special bond. And then politics step in. This is the truth, man. I, I, I wish it was some other way. And, and, and if you're sitting here like, Oh my God, this autumn, she really freaking likes politics and she th- says it's okay. No, no, not at all. I hate politics. I think it's bullshit. And I think that, you know, how it should be is really paramilitary, which I'm not 
prior military. But from what I've heard is you get what you earn in the military and that's it. It doesn't matter who you suck off and who you are and who your father was and who your uncle was. Like it doesn't quite matter. Like it's just, if you're good enough to do the job, you do it. And if you, if you're not good enough, you just don't. And I really just wish that that was, that was what it was like in law enforcement. But unfortunately these days it is not. We see chiefs becoming chiefs um, and deputy chiefs becoming deputy chiefs. And it's scary. The reasons why um, we, you know, really good people are getting passed over. Um, I recently, am aware of a sheriff that was like a running, um, for sheriff and, you know, this entire sheriff's agency, like this whole office, sheriff's office actually like did not want the sheriff to, um, get hired, uh, again, like not get hired, but like be back, be back the sheriff. And they backed this other guy and, you know, politics at play sheriff gets back in and he's now like auditing and like investigating, all of his deputies that like went against him because he's very aware of who's going against him. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's one of those things and it, and it really, really sucks. Like it, it sucks. Um, you know, all the way around the block, it sucks because you work really hard and you feel like you deserve a certain position. You deserve certain things, but because you're not, schmoozing with the right person, you're not going to get those things. You know, we've all been there. I've worked with people who worked with people in my police department and I know you have too, but I, I'm basically telling you this because I want you to know, like, you're not alone. And like, in like the, the cops that are like, I just keep getting passed over. Like, let's, let me help you. Okay. Let me help you to look at it in a, in a perspective that maybe you haven't had a chance to look at it uh, yet. And that perspective is like, you you got to take being a hard charger, a squared away officer, uniforms pressed, boots done, wash your uniforms, you know, get it, you know, look sharp, get your hair cut, especially if you're a guy, get your face squared away. There's nothing worse than like an officer that just looks disheveled. There's just isn't. Don't look like you just rolled out of bed, girl or guy. Um, you know, don't, you don't need to be a fucking beauty queen, but, um, girl or guy, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, you, you look squared away, you talk squared away, you do squared away work. We, you know, there needs to be a balance between that. And then you actually having conversations and developing relationships with your supervisors, you know, with your coworkers, with, you know, the command staff. Um, you also need, you know, a lot of you are very humble and you don't share all the things that you've been doing. Like sometimes, like, um, I know for me, like, like, um, at the end of the week, like I would, I would email my sergeant and be like, here's all the things that I did. Here's all the calls. So you can reference them. And because I wanted him to see what I was doing, because let's be honest, you, you know, your sergeants, they're busy and some of them are busy playing video games. I happen to work for one of those. He played video games my entire shift and he had no idea what I was doing. Um, so you want to make sure that they do know what you're doing. And, um, and so you, you send them an email, send them a summary. Hey, here's what I did. Maybe, you know, you can get everyone pumped up on your shift that way. I know that there's some police agencies that do that. Cause like everybody has like a little fun rivalry, like, Oh, who got the most arrests this week? Who got the most calls for service? Who dealt with the most shit? Like who did what, you know, who, you, whatever. And, and, it, and it, and it's good. And it's not, there's nothing but positivity from that. But here's the thing when it comes to politics, it's really not about who you are. It's about who, you know, 
And and it's something that's it's such a hard pill to swallow. And man, I I get it because I've been there. I have been there. I've been passed over for things. And it just, it didn't seem fair and I couldn't understand it. And like, if you looked at my resume, you know, and you looked at my, and my work, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But then if I go and look at the relationship that the person who got the job, go look at their relationship with the command staff versus my relationship with the command staff, it's different. And, and that's what I'm asking you to do is like, if you, if you are squared away and you lead your shift with numbers or you are at the top and you you know, you do good work and this isn't you thinking you do good work. Don't be pissed at me, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Like it's not you thinking you do good work. Like if you get good evals and, and whatever, then, then take a look at, you know, definitely take a look at like who you're not making, you know, interpersonal connections with who, you know, who are you not talking with? Who are you not looking to get to know? Like, look, at the end of the day, it doesn't take much to like get to know, you know, your supervisor and and ask, you know, how they're doing. It doesn't mean you need to bring them in coffee. You need to bring them donuts or food every day. That's not really, that's not what I'm saying. You can do it for your whole shift. Include your supervisor. That's one thing. That's not what I'm saying for you to do, but it's simple conversations. It's a little bit of going out of your way to say, hey, Lieutenant, hey, Sergeant, hey, Corporal, how are you? How's things going? How's your kids or your wife and, and and call them by name and, and, and act like you care and really do care for a minute. You know what I mean? Because they're part of your team too. And, and it's harder, it's going to be harder for them to hate you if you are nice to them. Okay. And, th- and this is something like police work, like we kind of got to get a little bit better at, you know, we, we need to get a little bit better at, you know, being nice to others and, you know, and, you know, not being so egotistic about things. Like we, we need to get a little bit better than that and better with that. And we need to look at the bigger picture. A lot of times we don't, we, we get so caught up on, oh my God, oh my God, like they fucked me over. This guy, this girl, like they fucked me over. They keep fucking me over. Like it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them. And listen, here's what I want you to know. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I've been there. I've seen it happen. I've seen people completely, you know, um, be called out. I actually did a, um, I did a research paper on Detroit, Michigan police department. And, um, a few years ago, there was um, a black officer who was racially profiled inside of his police department. And there are actual, like, um, there is actual, like, uh, interviews and stuff where the chief said, I can't disagree. Like I, I can't say that I didn't know like real shit. Like that's real fucking hazing, real fucking, you know, violation of right stuff. That officer is, I don't know what the status is, but I, I do know that he was suing, um, the police department and rightfully so. Um, but I'm just saying like, there are real, real, real situations like that, but then also there's situations that we make up in our head. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little story. There's sometimes that you do make them up in your head and sometimes you don't make up in your head, but they're not that extreme as like the situation, situation that I just mentioned. Like for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm with a state trooper and with, and like the truth is in, in all states, it's all different. You know, I know down in the South that your sheriff's department, they're the ones who, you know, they're kind of like the big kahunas, right? Like whatever. Um, but in in Maine, 
it's, we've had a really hard time with, um, all agencies kind of meshing well together because, you know, sometimes, um, people and other agencies think they're better than other people. And there's a history of that between the state police and any other agency. My husband's not like that. He works with all agencies, especially because he's a canine handler and he, um, is also married to a city cop. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, <laughs> I put him in his, in his place quite a bit and he was, he was a city cop, um, you know, before he became a trooper. So, you know, he doesn't figure who, where he comes from. But anyways, where I was going with this was, you know, so I, my police department, I was the, I don't know if I was the only female on my shift. I think I, I think I, I think I was, but I can't remember. could have been one more. And, um, I think maybe there was one more, but I think she was out on um, pregnancy leave. And so all the guys, my sergeant, my corporal, and two of the patrolmen plus dispatch, okay, every night would order out together. Every night. And they would go and they would eat together in the police department. They didn't invite me. In fact, they would ask me to go get their food sometimes. But I would be the one out there taking calls. And they didn't include me. And that didn't happen just one time, you guys. That happened. That was fucking very weekly. And I remember calling Adam up like almost on the verge of tears. Like, what the fuck is going on? Because like, what did I ever do? You know, and I could have done a few things. I'm, as you can tell, I'm feisty. I have an opinion. Well, they all do too. But the difference is, is I'm a female. And sometimes people don't like that. Sometimes people don't like that. And, you know, sometimes when you are smarter than your fucking supervisors, they don't like that. So they, you know, they definitely like keep you arm's length apart. Okay. And, and I'm not saying smarter, like common sense wise. I mean, your supervisors, I have, a, if you're in a supervisory position, you have more experience on the road within me, then that comes like you, you will have my respect as far as being a supervisor. It doesn't mean you have my respect as being a person, but it definitely, you know, you've got my respect being from being a supervisor. Here's the deal. I was the second most educated person in my entire police department. That includes my chief, my deputy chief, all my supervisors. And people didn't like that. People didn't like the fact that I was positive. People didn't like the fact that I was I was an outside-the-box thinker. People didn't like the fact that I knew what I was doing and I didn't need to call a supervisor every five minutes. And for, you know, those of you who work in a in a small city, like you know that your supervisor likes to micromanage and that's just the way that it is. And so they didn't like that and that's okay, right? It's okay. But it during that time, I felt very crushed. And I just want you to know that I've been there and I've done it. And and it's not, it, maybe it is you personally and like maybe you need to take a step back and like maybe you need to, you know, evaluate yourself, okay? Like I'm not going to like coddle you, but I'm also going to tell you that sometimes people just don't fucking like you. And then you have to make a decision. Are you going to let them run your career or are you going to run your career? So what does that mean? That means you're going to stop doing things where you've always done them. If they stop working for you, if they stop helping you climb that ladder, then why are you continuously doing the same fucking shit and get and expecting different results? You realize you're doing the definition of insanity, and I have to say that I've seen a lot of cops do this because cops don't like change. Take a look at veteran cops. I'm very close with a lot of them, but they do not like change. Okay. Take a look. And so, and, and don't think that you're above that. <laughs> I mean, you're probably 
right in line with that and and take a step back and and realize that and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, okay, she's right. Like, I don't love change. I've been doing the same thing. I've got the same attitude. I've been saying the same things. I pull up car to car. I handle all my calls the same way. I look the exact same way. And I'm not getting outstandings on my evals. I'm not moving up. I've been on patrol for 10 years. And like, I don't, you know, and I've tried. I've taken three or four different supervisor or detective like interviews. And like, I'm not going anywhere. So then you need to take a step back and ask yourself how you can better yourself. Okay. And you can't let the politics win. You've got to be one with the politics. <laughs> and and it sucks. And, and it makes my skin crawl too. Like I definitely, aside from the fact that I definitely don't feel good, like saying what I just said definitely makes me feel sick to my stomach too. But sheep dog nation, it sometimes is reality. And sometimes it just is. Sometimes it's just reality. And it sucks. It's a reality that none of us want to face, right? Like none of us want to deal with. But it's it's the truth and we have to, and we just have to face that. And so, you know, I want to leave you with this, like taking a step back and really objectively evaluating like how you are acting and like how you're putting yourself out there. And like, you know, are you way over the top schmoozing and not getting enough fucking work done? Or are you getting all work done and you are so all about work, but you're not creating those interpersonal relationships. Because remember, it's going to be a lot harder for people to pass you up when they're like, oh, you know, Autumn's, she's squared away. She, she leads, you know, leads the um, shift on A, B, and C. She's positive. Her coworkers like her, you know, but like she doesn't spend a lot of time with us off duty. And she, you know, she doesn't really talk and she doesn't say shit in briefing and, and blah, blah. Like you don't want to be like that because that, that makes it easy for them to pass you up. But what's going to make it harder for them to pass you up is when you're all those things. Plus you're personal. Plus people like you, plus you help people out. Plus you talk to people, plus you developed a relationship with your supervisors and the command staff and you're sending them in maybe your calls if they're not tracking them. And, and you're really, you know, you're, you're striving to, be better and, and not only be better for you, but make the police department better. And you do that by, you know, um, being more than a robot, right? That's the truth. So you've got to find that balance. If there's anything I can leave you with my, my true opinion from everything that I've seen is finding a balance. Okay. It's finding a balance from, you know, being all about, you know, schmoozing, and finding a balance to being all about work. There's a middle ground in there and you've got to find which one works for you. All right. Um, I hope you got something out of this. This is definitely a, um, an episode that it's, it's, it's an ass kicker, but it's the truth. And a lot of people need to hear it. And I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. You know me. Um, or if you're brand new to me, then you're going to get to know that I'm not sugarcoating anything. Okay. All right. I hope this was good. Um, as always, if you're not following me on Instagram at the lady sheepdog, I don't know why. If you're not in the podcast uh, Facebook group, you definitely should be. And um, yeah, if you guys have questions or anything like that, um, reach out. Let me know how you, what you thought of the episode. And if you are listening to this on iTunes, go and leave us a rating, please. Okay. All right. I will see you next time. And that was another episode of Sheepdog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.